Hey everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. Nerds at Odds is your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. I'd like to remind everyone to please rate and review the podcast anywhere you listen. And if you want to check us out on Instagram and Twitter, we're at Nerds at Odds. And we also have a Twitch and YouTube channel you can check out. Both of those are also at Nerds at Odds. And if you want to get the show four days early, ad-free, and with the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, head on over to Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. Now let's hop on into what we've been up to. Courtney, what have you been doing? I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla some more. You're about, what, 30 hours in or so? Yeah, about. What have you been doing recently in the game? I got into a committed relationship. Fun. With, I think her name is Petra. I believe so, yes. And she's a huntsman. Okay. And what you've been doing in the game, though, you've been doing all the side activities, clearing up the map in the starting location still. Yes, because I hate doing quests. (laughs) I only like to do the side quests, or I guess the mysteries at this point, and those sorts of things. Those are the fun things for me. The quests are, like, kind of boring. Well, uh, to be fair, you've set up your village, but you haven't done a single quest after that in the main story. It's like, go here and meet with this leader of this area. I've done some of that. I, I, I did the guy with the bear. Him. But those are side quests. That's what I'm saying. Well, no, that wasn't a mystery. That mm. was just like, it was like, hey, it was like one of those letter things. It was like, hey, try and find this dude. He'll he'll be good if you can get him on our side sort of situation. Mm. But there's so much stuff to build in, in the village, and you need the materials to do so. And you have to raid to get those materials, but some of these places are way over my level, so I can't raid. So it's... It's uh, it's a little difficult. Yeah, you at might the moment. you might need to start doing those quests to get XP to level up to raid to continue building your village. I think you're quite you. <laughs> I get plenty of XP from doing mysteries and stuff. You're running out of those though. You're clearing out this area. Eventually. Well, I'll clear I'll clear it out, and then when I get finished, then I'll move on to something else. I can do a quest in between. So you still enjoying the game though? Yeah, I, every once in a while I'll get like. Maybe like a little motion sick mm. or something after playing for a good while, but most of the time I'm I'm fine. That's weird. Do you think it's better than Odyssey? No. No, you think Odyssey's a better game? I like I like the combat better in Odyssey. I like I like clearing the map better in Odyssey. Interesting. I'm not sure what you mean by that. I don't know. You don't know, <laughs> but you like clearing the map better. I feel like there's there's things just gameplay-wise mm. that I like better. Okay, I can get that. Well, maybe the next Assassin's Creed game will be made by the same studio who made Odyssey, so you can enjoy that. Who knows? Where do you see the setting for the next game taking place? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'd like them to do a serious one in, like, China or, or Japan, something along those lines, because they have the, like, the... The spin-off yeah. one that's only 2D, essentially. Yeah. And I don't think that's good enough. I think that China would be a cool entry. I mean, Ghost of Tsushima on PlayStation 4 and 5 is 
pretty much Assassin's Creed in Japan. So I feel like they would be competing with that if they made one in Japan. So China is an interesting... They could do China. They could do maybe some cool Russia stuff. Yeah. They could do Spain. Have they done Spain? I think they no. did Spain. They did Spain. They did Italy, right? They've done Italy. Yeah, Ezio's in Italy in the Renaissance. And then Unity's in the French Revolution. And Syndicate's in Industrial Revolution England. But they haven't done Spain. Um, I'm not sure when they would set it. They could set it back in like medieval times where the Spain was conquered by the Muslims. That could be an interesting time period sure. to set it. Sure. Or if they set it, I don't know if they would go into the 1900s with it and set it during the Spanish Civil War. That might be a bit too modern for them. But we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. And I've been playing more Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Which is, I think, the most fun Destiny has ever been. I think you should definitely jump into it. Most of the same things I said last week apply to, to today. Um, still getting them quests, getting that XP. Fun times. Sure. And I tried out Amazon Luna uh, today. And I've been trying to try it out for the past few days. But Amazon's site is not being responsive enough to check it out. I think I'm going to blame Black Friday for that. Luna's another streaming service like Google Stadia, though the pricing models are the difference here. Google Stadia, you pay monthly to access like the 4K 60 frame streaming options, and you get some games, like a dozen or so for free, with the subscription, mm-hmm. but then you buy each game for full price after that, right? Yes. Which doesn't seem like a great model because if Google ever shuts Stadia down, you can't get those games you brought, you know? Yes. And Amazon's model is what's interesting about Luna because you pay five ninety nine a month and then you get this much larger selection of games like a Netflix series. And then other developers have their own channels. Like Ubisoft has a channel where you pay monthly, but you get all their games. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting model. I think Ubisoft's price is $14.99 a month, which is too much, I believe, for a channel. I think each channel should probably be about the same $5.99 or so. Though, we have good internet as opposed to the vast majority of people in this country, in the United States, and especially around the world. Mm-hmm. And these streaming services don't work well for us still. It's too laggy to play on. Stadia doesn't work. Luna doesn't work well enough to play. PlayStation Now doesn't work well enough to play. So we've been watching some Disney films in preparation for this episode. Mm -hmm. The only other thing I could think of that we've done that's noteworthy is we've been watching Weakest Link on Hulu. Yes. uh, The remake with Jane Lynch. Yes. I think they're 10 episodes in right now. It's in its first season. I really enjoy it. Jane Lynch is great. She, She definitely portrays that character very well i don't think she's that mean in real life yeah i think it's i mean she's acting like that but she definitely plays that character very well and we have been competitive Mm -hmm. and we are tied right now yeah for who's done the best yeah we only do like the last round and we both keep track of How how, how many uh questions we get right and I trashed you one day. Yeah, three to six. Three I to believe, six. Yeah. But we all tied. We've watched seven, eight episodes now. Yeah. We haven't watched all that's out, but... So that's 
what we've been doing, and now let's talk about the latest episode of Mandalorian before we get on into the topic. Uh, spoiler-free, we're going to do a spoiler review of all the episodes once the season ends in about a month. Check back for that if you're interested in that. But episode 5, season 2, we finally meet the person that I've been waiting this whole season to meet. Uh-huh. And I feel like it was very much worth it. I thought that episode was kind of anticlimactic. Well, I think... It's like we get there, we meet the person, and then they're like, can't do it. I think the problem... I agree that in a way it is kind of anticlimactic. Though they mention someone that uh, is, it might be like a, the big bad guy, you know? Yeah, but most people don't even know who that is. Yeah, to be that's that is fair. Though I feel like you should watch Rebels because it's a great show. But, um, people, but but it's just like, oh, where's this person? And I'm like, I don't <laughs> know who that is. And if you didn't tell me. Yeah. I wouldn't have known. Though, I, I feel like it's anticlimactic because he doesn't... Nothing changes about the relationship between him and the child, right? Uh-huh. And I think that's probably because the show doesn't want it to become about this person and stay with the Mandalorian, you know? I was really hoping that we would get more information about that surprise character we saw in the first episode at yeah. the very end. Who hasn't come back we yet. We haven't seen anything yet. What's going on? Do you think uh, that person's going to actually show back up? They got to. It was such a cliffhanger part. Yeah, I feel like it is. Well, to be honest, so the cliffhanger at the end of season one with the guy, you know, with the weapon he has. Yeah. They haven't touched on that yet. They kind of have. That's like They've the, talked about him. Yeah, they've shown a little scene of him and there's been some mention of him, right? Yeah. But that was like the climax of last season, Well, right? he's the big bad guy, clearly. I don't think so, not after this episode. Well, I don't know what the other guy does, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The point is, I'm not that crazy of a Star Wars fan. I don't know who this is. It means nothing to me. They're just mentioned some dude's name, and it, it means nothing to me. Yeah. So, so last thing on this, I feel like it has the potential to be super exciting, but I feel like if they actually do end up going that way, it is going to lose focus of the Mandalorian and the child. So I don't know if they're going to take this super exciting route because they want to focus on those characters, right? I suppose. If you like listening to podcasts about things in nerd culture, you might enjoy listening to audiobooks that can transport you away on grand adventures to exciting worlds, all while you go about your daily tasks like driving, cooking, and cleaning. Audible is the perfect place for you to find the epic tales, and right now, all listeners can get a 30-day free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash nerdsatodds. I'm currently listening to Dune by Frank Herbert in preparation for the movie that comes out later this year, and it has really helped me fight the boredom induced by this pandemic. Audible has thousands of audiobooks available, and the best part is that with your free 30-day trial, you can download and listen to them all for free. So go to audible.com slash nerds to get listening today. So into the topic of the show, Disney Animated Film Review Part 2. Yes. Last episode was part one. We did the gold, silver, and bronze age. This episode, part two, renaissance to today. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of this, where we talk about these movies, I'm going to give my official list of all 46 movies we watched and reviewed in order. From worst to best. Worst to best? Yes. Okay. 
So, you want to introduce the first movie? We're going to start with the Renaissance era. Kicking off the Renaissance era, 1989's The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid, I thought, was very good. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, but once we started watching it, hearing the songs that are in it, uh, I remember a lot of them more than I thought I did. I thought the songs were the most captivating part of the movie, however. Ursula's an interesting villain. I love Ursula. Though I feel like there were some parts I was just like, eh, you know, whatever. I didn't really connect with Ariel's drama. Well, that's because I, you're a, a boy. Yeah. I gave Little Mermaid an excellent, and out of the 27 films from the Renaissance to today that we're ranking, I gave it its the sixth best film we watched for this part. Okay. Next, we got Beauty and the Be- Beast from 1991. Beauty and the Beast I liked a lot as well. The songs were good. I think Little Mermaid songs were better. And I felt like Beauty and the Beast perhaps might be a bit more on the romance, love storyline. Something that I connect with less than some of these other films. Though I think for that reason uh, it hurts the movie for me a little bit. I still think it's entertaining because the songs are really well done. And uh, I think it's the 12th best film out of these 27 for this part. How dare you? Uh, yeah, I think that when we listen, get... listen, my nostalgia factor plays in highly with Beauty and the Beast. I connect so much with the character. I love Belle. I love the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I realize that you're not going to be the same as me, but how dare you put it at twelve? Well, I think you just have to take into account the eleven films that are going to come above it. So mm, no, no, no. Okay. All right. 1992, Aladdin. Aladdin. This is the second time I've watched Aladdin as an adult. I watched it for a... You took a class, right? Yeah, I forget what the class was. might have been medieval history, though. I don't know why we would have watched it, but I think that was the class I watched in in college. So, I've watched this twice as an adult, once for this list, once back in that class. Watching this movie made me realize, like some of the other films that have live-action remakes did... Watching this movie made me realize how bad that live-action remake actually was. Because Aladdin is so great. The songs are great. I like the story. Jasmine is so much more... I, f- I feel like she's so much more like headstrong in the animated version than she is in the live-action version. Yeah, I could feel that. I-, I think the worst part, and this is one that you can't really hold against the live-action film... Mm-hmm. But I think it's something that boosts the animated film. Is that Robin Williams as the genie is so much better than Will Smith's version. Well, Not because Will Smith is bad, but because Robin Williams does such a great job. Robin Williams does a great job. I can't. I don't think you can hold it against the remake that Will Smith is not Robin Williams because no one will be Robin yeah. Williams. No, he didn't try to like redo the genie he didn't try to be robin williams genie he wanted to be his own genie Mm. and they're clearly different characters in my mind yeah and that's something we can talk about more when we do our live action film review but i think robin williams performance as the genie helps aladdin be an excellent film and it is the number two film out of these 27 sure next we got the lion king 1994 the lion king I think it is safe to say, and I think this is far and away the best Disney animated movie. 
Nostalgia plays in a lot here for Alex. Uh, Perhaps. I mean, again, I don't... I think Lion King is so... It's such in the zeitgeist of the culture that regardless of when you watch the film, you know Lion King. You know everything about the Lion King. I don't remember when I watched this film. And I don't remember... I haven't watched this film for probably 10, 15 years now. You know, until this one viewing. And I didn't remember watching it. I can't tell you when the last time I watched this film is. But I think that just knowing everything about it because it's such a cultural, impactful movie makes it hard to not enjoy elements of it. Though I feel like there's a lot of things going for Lion King that most of these movies don't have. One, it has the best songs, in my opinion. Elton John is one of the greatest musicians of all time when it comes to songwriting. And somehow he gave some of the best songs he's ever written to this movie. I, I, don't, I don't think you should say that. In my opinion, I love Elton John. I think if you were to make a list of like his top ten best songs, a couple from Lion King are going to be in there. I mean, obviously, Can You Feel the Love Tonight is a great song. Yeah. I, I, I do love this movie. Mm-hmm. However, I don't love it as much as you do. And I think another thing that helps it for me is that the story is so epic, right? And we researched this, and apparently it is not a adaptation of Hamlet. It's its own story. And I that's, mean, it's, it's influenced by Hamlet and, like, a, a Bible story and something else, I think. But it is its own thing. Yeah, it's considered Disney's first original movie. Yes. And... Going forward, still, I think that it is one of Disney's few original movies. That helps it out a lot when it comes to Disney animated films. It's not an adaptation of something. So I think the songs, the impact, and the story help it make be the best Disney movie. It's number one out of these 27. Next, we've got Pocahontas 1995. Pocahontas is kind of boring, honestly. I understand how why they changed the story from being historical to what it is now. I don't know. I just I, I didn't enjoy it that much. It's one of those films you're watching it and I'm like, I'm having fun, the songs are good. Wow, we've only watched forty minutes of this movie. Okay, let's get let's get through it again. I felt like it dragged in some parts. Uh, I gave it an entertaining because I did like the songs and parts of the story were there for me. Um, it's the seventeenth out of these twenty seven for me. Okay. I like Pocahontas, but sure. Next, we've got The Hunchback of Notre Dame, 1996. The Hunchback of Notre Dame, I'm not a fan of the story. I'm really not a fan of the songs, because they do the thing I hate where most of the songs are just them singing lines they are saying, not really singing songs. You know, they're trying to say a line, and they sing it instead, kind of like, I don't know, an opera, musical type deal. Sure. It, it's it's off-putting. I hate it when that happens. So the songs aren't good. And that wouldn't be a real problem if the movie wasn't a musical. But like all the movies in the Renaissance era, it is a musical. So that hurts it a lot. I don't really like the story. I don't know. It's, it's entertaining. But barely so, I suppose. So uh, it's the 24th out of these 27. Okay. How dare you? <laughs> Hellfire is great. I will say, 
the Hunchback of Notre Dame is really upsetting to me because you watch the movie and you just want Quasimodo to have a happy ending mm. and Esmeralda goes with Phoebus yeah. instead and you're just like, how dare you, <laughs> Esmeralda? How dare you? It, you know, I think it should go higher, personally. Because I love Esmeralda. I love Quasimodo. I love the the villain, which is... Kyrie something? His name is not Kyrie. It's not Kyrie? No, Kyrie is the female protagonist from, uh, from what, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh. His name is like Frollo. Fro- yeah, Frollo's his Frollo. name. I don't know why I got Kyrie. I don't know where I got Kyrie from. But sure, um, it this is your your list. Yeah. Uh, people don't get mad at me. <laughs> okay, this is his list. All right, next we have Hercules, nineteen ninety seven. Hercules, I think, is an entertaining story. Though the thing that hurts it the most is that I hate every song in this movie. How dare you? I don't like. I don't think any of them are good songs. That the it's kind of like Hercules' songs. I think are a lot like the songs in Phantom of the Phantom of the Opera in a way, where they're not really songs. They're just them singing some verses. You know, no. I, 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 I don't. I don't like the songs in Hercules much. The, the only one I like you. that I can think of off the top of my head is the Fate song. What, what, which one? All, all, the fates sing all mm-hmm. of the songs. I'd have to, I'd have to look through a playlist. Is it the one, like, I won't say I'm in love? That nah, one's great. Nah, Is like it the, one. the, who puts the glad in gladiator? Hercules. Yeah, I think that one. Is that the one where they're singing about, like, his merch and stuff? When he's yeah. Like, yeah, I like that one. That's the one I like. That one's great. I love the, I won't say I'm in love. Fantastic. I sing that one frequently. There's just so many good songs. How dare yeah, I don't you? like any of the songs in this or movie. Or like uh, the Find Where I Belong. I don't know. The, the Belong, I think, is what it's called. Love it. But I, I think what happens in the movie is entertaining. Just the, the songs hurt it. It's an entertaining film. It's number nine for me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with him. I'll wait till you get to some of my post-Renaissance listen, opinions. Listen, th- there is some bad opinions here, <laughs> in my opinion. So, we'll we'll see. If you guys agree with him, good on you. Congrats if- for being correct. How dare you. <laughs> All right. Now we have Mulan, 1998. Mulan is an excellent film. And it really does show how bad that live-action remake was. Mm-hmm. Mulan has great songs. Yes. It has a great story. Yes. It has characters I like. Yes. And that's the trifecta for a great Disney film. Uh, I put it at number five just because I feel like the four films above it have some better songs and moments. But Mulan is an excellent film. It's one of Disney's greatest movies. He's like hedging all of this on the songs, guys. I'm not really because you'll see when I get down to uh, what my third film is. There's no songs in it. So whatever but you 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 lean heavily on songs if it's like a musical Mm -hmm. sort of thing uh and i think your opinions are wrong next we have tarzan 1999 tarzan is another excellent film they they lost the way maybe in the middle of this renaissance as opposed to the films that came before and last like pocahontas hunchback hercules or like 
entertaining average movies. But Mulan and Tarzan close out the Renaissance amazingly. Tarzan, I think, has better songs than Mulan, and that might just come from Phil Collins writing those songs. And much like Elton John, Phil Collins has wrote some amazing songs. But if you're going to take a top ten list of Phil Collins songs, some of these Tarzan songs are going to be in there. And those two artists gave such wonderful performances to these animated films that they did not need to give that much effort to. But they decided to, and I respect them for that. Sure. Tarzan has an amazing story. It has one of my favorite moments in maybe movie uh, history is when Tarzan falls down the pit with that jaguar. And like the jaguar comes up first, but he, it's him lifting it. I love that moment. The songs are great. It's my fourth favorite out of these 27 movies. Okay. Now, that is the end of the Renaissance yes. era. Now we're going to get into the post-Renaissance era. Well, real, real quick before we do that. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Best of the era is Lion King. I think, obviously. You know, uh-huh. we all agree. Greatest movie. Animated movie ever made. Next, uh, the worst of the era is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. How dare you? Well, what, what would you... Out of these, what's your worst of the era? Of the era? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It's than it looks, huh? No comment. This isn't about me. Courtney <laughs> agrees with Hunchback as the worst of the era. No. Is what I'm hearing. No, I just can't decide. <laughs> I love them all. Okay, post Renaissance now. Okay, post Renaissance era. You got some hits. You got some definite misses in this era. Oh, you got some misses. I tell you what. Okay. It's it's like they were trying to find their footing, trying to go from 2D to, 3D. to 3D and like to learn to use that well. I don't understand how that made them have worse story writing as well in some of these, but I guess it did. I don't know. They used too much of their budget. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> All right. We're going to start things off with 2000's Dinosaur. Dinosaur? surprisingly once you get past the horrid look of this film from the dated cgi the worst part is it looks like they're using i'm pretty sure they're using like real backgrounds real backgrounds and then cgi characters like plastic looking dinosaurs and the poor lemurs man they look awful yeah the characters look awful and it is made worse by them using real backgrounds in a lot of shots Especially when it's, like, lush. Yeah. You know? Did you have those hand things with the dinosaur's face on them back yeah. when you were a kid that you moved with? Yeah. The quality of those hand things is, like, the quality of these character models. They look about the same. Yeah, if you filmed a movie where you just saw that hand thing talking, right, against a real background, and that was, like, the character talking, that looks about as bad as this movie actually looks. It's really dated. It's hard to watch now. Though, we read IMDb and... Rotten Tomato reviews from the time. Oh, people thought the animation was fantastic. Yeah, 20 years ago. I'm like, what are you seeing? <laughs> it's Somebody was like, this will never look bad in one of their reviews. And I'm like, dude, this probably looked bad the next year. <laughs> this is like, this looks worse than the prequels. Like, this is hard. Um, I don't think it looks worse than the prequels. <laughs> it definitely does not look worse than the prequels. It's hard to watch at times. Yeah. But it's I, I still not that bad. I have to give Dinosaur some credit, though. Once you get past how hard it looks, I thought the story was pretty good. I guess story's a little lacking, in my opinion. I gave it an average. It's just like these these 
dinosaurs are are being mean for no reason. Yeah. Like the herbivores, mm-hmm. not the not the what 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 were it's they? It's not called? the T Rexes. They're the uh. They're, they're like carno car, carna carnotaurs. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the name of them. Like the carnotaurs, whatever. I guess because they eat meat, they're bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the leader herbivores. Yeah. Whatever their names were, they're just like mean for the sake of being mean, mm-hmm. and they won't listen to anybody. And then, like the guy, the main dinosaur does something good, and they're like, "Well, get out of the way." Yeah, I, I think the story is much better than the animation, right? And I guess I was just surprised, but I think it's an average film. Once you get past the visuals, I think it's worth your time to watch. Story wise, uh, it's twenty fifth out of twenty seven. Okay. Next we have another one from two thousand. Mm-hmm. Emperor's New Groove, opposite end of the spectrum. Well, this is 2D. This is 2D. So they, I mean, I think they might have had just two teams making two films. Uh, sure. I feel like they're worse, you know, because th- they've been throwing in a little bit of those, like, CG shots. Yeah. Little and, Mermaid was the first Disney movie to use Pixel as CGI technology. Yeah. And, and so you can they, see it in that stair scene. They, like, throw it in every once in a while with some of these movies. I think... Emperor's New Groove, they throw it in a little bit. Yeah, I think Emperor's New Groove is very fun to watch. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't think it's an excellent movie. It's not, you know, Oscar worthy over here like some of these other Disney animated films could be with its content. But it's so funny. It's a, it's so funny. Kronk is so good, and I love him in every every movie he's in. Is he the, doing his own theme music? <laughs> the voice actor. Every movie he's in, he's great. Oh yeah. Uh. Emperor's New Groove is great. I like the show, too. Or at least I remember liking the show as a kid. Emperor's New School. Uh, I really liked that show as a kid. Uh, Kronk's New Groove, right? It's the name of the sequel. Yes. We have to watch that whenever we do a sequel movie review episode. Are we going to do only the first sequel, or are we going to do all the sequels? Depending on how many, we might do all of them. Because, like, Cinderella has, like, two sequels. Yes. Both of them are bad. Yeah. (laughs) The Rescuers has a sequel. It's all right. So... Uh, Emperor's New Groove, I gave an entertaining to. It's seventh out of these 27 films for okay. me. Okay. Next we have Atlantis from 2001. Atlantis is really good. It actually hurt me to put it as low as I did on the list, but I guess that's just a shout out to the quality of the films above it. And I feel like the last 20 minutes or so of the film kind of drag on for a bit. I think you could have cut out 15 20 minutes of this movie well, the fighting maybe i guess that's what it's at the end i just i just were they in the volcano yeah i just i just get at the end of the film i felt like it was going on for a bit long maybe you should have cut out some in the beginning i don't know listen i don't care kita is one of my favorite disney princesses she's snubbed she's not technically a disney princess but she is technically I mean, she, she she meets all the criteria except for the film doing well yeah the money the yeah. money I like Atlantis. Atlantis is an entertaining film. I'd watch it, you know, at least once a year. How dare you put this movie so low when our lovely cat (laughs) is named after one of the main characters? Yeah. Uh, It's 18th out of the 27 films. Rude. Next, we have Lilo and Stitch from 2002. Lilo and Stitch is a very fun movie. I think it's an entertaining film. That's why I'm going to give it on the patent it knows at odds rating scale. Oh, God. And uh, it's 19th out of 27. 
And I think I put it there just because it feels very un-Disney. And it's a Disney animated films review. It's, I mean, it doesn't feel like Disney, but does do like Zootopia feel like yeah. Disney? No, it doesn't. Yeah. It feels like Pixar. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe we can have this argument when we get to the revival, because I think every revival film feels like Pixar. Maybe. But I, th- I think Lilo and Stitch is very action-packed, right? Uh-huh. And uh, the space aliens. It, I, listen, it's a weird Disney movie. Yeah, but, I it's mean, very entertaining. But, I mean, so is Chicken Little. Yeah. Oh, We'll talk about Chicken Little when we get to Chicken Little. Uh, Lilo and Stitch is very entertaining. I put it at 19th, but I, I really love Lilo and Stitch, the brand as well. Everything, the other movies, the show, all that, I love that as a kid. There, yeah, I think there's two Lilo and Stitch yeah. movies. And I think to watch those, we might need to watch the show some. Yeah, uh, but I do really like it. Uh, you should watch Lilo and Stitch if you haven't. It's entertaining, but I did put it at 19th on this list. All right, Treasure Planet. From 2002. This might be some nostalgia talking, but Treasure Planet is a great movie. I love Treasure Planet. I think it's one of the one of the great post-Renaissance movies that Disney has. Yeah. One of the great 2D that it has. Yeah. I think Treasure Planet did poorly because it's 2D, from what we've read. Yeah. People were like, like, oh, let's watch 3D. 2D's old, you know? Yeah. It It's a shame. And it, you can see it affecting some of the other movies on this list. Yeah. When they were also 2D. But I love Treasure Planet. I wa- I loved watching it. I loved the cat captain mm-hmm. and the dog yeah. uh, scientist dude. And... It's somehow, ba- it's based on Treasure Island. Yes. But somehow it's it's so unique with all how they adapt that to this out of space version of the movie. I think it's very unique. All the character designs, the ships and all that. Yes. I really like it for that as well. And I think it's a great story. I mean, it's based off Treasure Island. So, I mean, obviously it's going to be a good story. You know, people know that story. It's a classic. And I just think it's unique how they adapted it. It's a really well done movie. Y'all should watch it if you haven't already. Next we have... Uh, It's entertaining. And it's 8th out of 27. Okay. Next we have Brother Bear from 2003. You'd never seen this movie, right? I've not seen it. Well, what'd you think? Disney. Let me holler at you real quick, Disney. Listen up. Who decided to put the first 30 minutes of this movie on what appears to be an airline TV screen that takes up a quarter of the screen? Who decided this? Why? Why? You well, got. You guys need to fix this immediately. It, it was, was done on purpose because that's how they did it in theaters. Once he becomes the bear, then it gets larger. Yeah, that that's dumb. Listen, Disney. I hope that guy's fired. Okay? I hope you fire that guy who it's came up with that decision. It's supposed to be like, oh, his eyes are opening to a different world. I understand and why. I think, and I think it's so they can do, like, when they do the flashbacks. Yeah. That, like, clearly he's focused on the bear. Mm-hmm. But if he, like, opened up his vision more, he would have seen, seen the cub. I get, I get it. I get the idea. I hate it. Okay, it did take away from the movie. I think it's fine. Listen, it's interesting. Plenty of movies do stuff like that. You see it all the time in theaters. I I didn't like it. Anyways, that's not the biggest problem. I think Brother Bear is a conflicting movie for me. Maybe the most conflicting movie out of all of these for me. Because I really love the message that it's sending. Yes. Um, I don't really care about messages in movies uh, when they're supposed to be fun. 
I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really care what Emperor's new groove is trying to tell me. But Brother Bear is not a fun movie. It's uh, it's one that's there for the message. I really liked it, but I thought it was boring. It is a fun movie. No, I thought it was boring at parts. Rick Moranis is in it. He's great. Yeah, yeah. It tries to be fun. I thought the mo- the moose with Rick Moranis were dumb humor. It's like it's low brow humor that this. I love them. I did. I I thought it was a little low brow for this movie. I love, I love lowbrow humor when it's appropriate, but this movie has a serious message that's trying to get across, and I thought the humor was a little misplaced. Um, I thought it was maybe an average film with an excellent message. I gave it an entertaining, but it is 23rd on this list out of these 27. Okay. Next, we have Home on the Range 2004. Disney. Let me holler at you, Disney. Who greenlit the mo- the next two movies on this list? Who greenlit these things? Listen, Home on the Range. I give it a mediocre because, like I said, I like lowbrow humor. Yes. And this is a dumb movie where lowbrow humor helps it a little bit be entertaining. Because you could... I, this was one that I saw Courtney probably about falling asleep trying to watch. This isn't a great movie, but it got some chuckles out of me for how dumb it was at points. I was, I was sitting there watching it. I'm like, ugh. That dumb joke, and Alex is sitting over like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I, th- I thought they worked in this movie. Uh, I gave it a mediocre. It was like, oh, the cow, that one cow, she can't, she doesn't follow under the yodeling spell because she's tone deaf. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst part of that sentence you just said. The dumbest part of that sentence is that she's tone deaf, not that the plot of this movie is a yodeling spell. <laughs> And then, like, the dude, that dude that was sitting on the couch blocking with his head a piece on the map, and it just happens to be yeah. the exact shape yeah. as his head. This movie's really dumb. I don't think I'd watch it again. And, no! And, like, nothing happens for a while, and they introduce my favorite character with 15 minutes left, that jackrabbit. Mm-hmm. It's mediocre. It's the 26th out of these 27. Okay. Next, we have Chicken Little from 2005. Oh, Jesus. All right, Chicken Little. They spent all the budget on the music. Yeah, this, this is, listen, Disney got Elton John to write all the great songs in Lion King for that movie. He wrote those songs for that movie. They got Phil Collins to write all the great songs in Tarzan for that movie. Disney somehow forgot in the six years between Tarzan and Chicken Little that you can hire great musicians to make great songs that fit your movie. They decided to go out and buy a soundtrack for Chicken Little. Just pick and choose whatever songs you want, really. Because they don't really fit the moments they're in half the time. No, it's like, oh, it, well, they're playing karaoke. <laughs> Let's put in the, the what is it, song? Oh, oh, uh, Won't Go Breaking Your Heart. No. No, 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 Um, If You Want to Be My Lover. Yeah. Yeah. They put that in. It's real weird for, like, maybe a 10-year-old animal creature. I, mean, I thought they were high schoolers. I don't know. They, I, they're I don't, probably middle schoolers, let's be honest. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, They're uh, singing this, and it's real weird. Yeah. And then, and then... Uh, My, the worst part for me is the pig, right? Whatever yeah. his name is. Runt. He sings two songs, two different songs about surviving. He sings Staying Alive. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to stay alive in this alien ship. Yeah. And then he's singing I Will Survive because he wants to survive. These songs don't really fit the scenes. The titles kind of fit what's going on in the movie, I guess, at the time. 
but they're, they're not really well used. I don't like the soundtrack to this film. I thought they were trying to buy themselves a bango of a soundtrack and failed. The animation is ugly. The first 15 minutes of Chicken Little should have been the movie. Because they could have made it a decent movie. You know, he doesn't fit in. He wants to play baseball to fit in. He, you know, some of these, you know, high school drama movie where, you know, he, he learns that he doesn't need to do these things to fit in, right? That should have been the movie. The aliens are dumb. I hate them. Though, it, that's the cutest part. Yeah, the, so, the two best characters in the movie don't actually speak. <laughs> the, the fish? The fish. And the who, baby alien. Whose name is Fish Out of Water. Yeah. And then the baby alien, I don't know if it had a name. I, I don't know. Either I am going to come out and say it. This is 27th out of these 27. This is also 46 out of 46. This is the worst Disney animated film ever made. It is awful. It's god-awful. It's really bad. Next, we have Meet the Robinsons from 2007. You'd never seen it before, right? Uh, no, I had seen this one. You had before. seen this Somewhere one? in my childhood, I remember seeing it because I remember the caffeine patch oh, lady. yes, yes. And I remember the story. Uh, every element of the story I remembered somehow. But I really like the message of this movie as well, right? I, I connected with um, Lewis, and I, I liked the movie. Uh, I don't think it's a Oscar like quality film, right? No, but it's got some great memeable moments. Yeah, it is. It is a. It's funny and it's uplifting, heartwarming, right? Mm. I gave it an excellent, but it's an excellent because I really enjoyed it. It's not an excellent because it's a well-made movie. I don't think it looks great. Uh, it looks much better than Chicken Little, but I feel like it doesn't look great. I don't like the characters models that much. They're very smooth. Yeah. But I gave it an excellent, but it's an excellent that's 16th out of 27 on this list. I think I think the message of this movie is like, it doesn't matter who your family is, you can choose your family. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, you can't choose your family. You can't. You can decide not to associate with people anymore. I mean, I love my family, but you can also like choose, like your, your friends become your family. Mm. You're your significant other and maybe their family becomes your family and i i also guess like is lewis is trying to find a place where he belongs in a way mm -hmm. and i feel like he ends up creating a place where he can belong you know yeah so i I enjoyed it a lot it's 16th but i do think it's an excellent film for me at least all right next we have bolt from 2008 uh, I think Bolt's a step back in quality from Meet the Robinsons. It's closer to this Home on the Range side. Though I felt like I like the characters in Bolt a lot more. I like the cat and the hamster. Uh-huh. I like them a lot more. Um, it's not as dumb as Home on the Range. I thought it was entertaining to watch. Mm -hmm. But it's 21 out of 27. How dare you put this movie above Hunchback of Notre Dame? This movie's more entertaining than Hunchback of Notre How Dame. How dare you? Hunchback of Notre Dame is not as a fun watch as this movie i can't believe you've done this to me is this the first one i've put above hunchback that you don't agree with maybe the only other one so far that i've put above hunchback is well the bear in this well i mean a lot in this list yeah well brother bear like i could see it and like some some you know yeah i like 
a lot of these movies. But how dare you? <laughs> Next we have uh, Princess and the Frog mm-hmm. from 2009. It's the last post-Renaissance movie and the last 2D Disney movie to be made. Yes. I like Princess and the Frog. I like the New Orleans vibe. Vibe. I like the characters. Uh, the villain. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, Dr. Felicier. Yeah, something like that. Great guy. Like great, not great guy, not a great guy. Great villain. He's a great villain. You know, top top notch character. <laughs> great guy, no <Milky> humanitarian. <laughs> no, uh, he's a great villain. I like the main character a lot. I feel like this movie needs to get more love than it does. Uh, than it does. It needs to get more love than it does. Well, I feel like a a thing that hurts this movie for a lot of like maybe critics mm-hmm. and people is that like it's mainly starring a like colored cast. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the first time Disney really did that. Yeah. You know? Like, Pocahontas, sure, but you still have, like, John Smith, and he's mm. kind of a protagonist. First all-colored cast is Lilo and Stitch. Or Brother Bear. Yeah, but people didn't like those. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I think Princess and the Frog, for me, what hurts it is it does do songs. And I don't think they're that memorable. How dare you? My favorite song is the one the oh, the voodoo woman does. You gotta dig a little deeper. Yeah, that was pretty good. What about I Got Friends on the Other Side that Dr. Felicier sings? You've got the song, uh, like the... Where, where Ray is singing to the star that he thinks is a firefly. And he's like, my dear Evangeline. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know, I feel like maybe it's, it drags a little bit in some places, you know, Disney's not at the top of the game post-Renaissance. I feel like if this movie was made in the 90s with that crew, it would have been a much better movie. I don't know. I still think it's entertaining. I love Princess and the Frog, and I hate that people are like, it's 2D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Princess and the Frog is entertaining, and uh, I put it 20th out of these 27. What's the crocodile's name again? And I don't remember. I don't remember his name. Listen... I love this movie. I love Ray. I love Tiana. I love the man. I forget his name. That dude. That that prince. <laughs> They're all interchangeable. Uh, <laughs> they don't matter. Next we have... No, that's it for oh, the post-Renaissance. That's, that's the end for the post-Renaissance. Best of Era, Emperor's New Groove. Worst of Era, Chicken Little. Do you agree with any of that? Sure. Sure? Sure. You're not going to argue Worst of Air is anything other than Chicken Little, are you? No. No? No. Best of Air, you might argue a little bit? Perhaps. Give it a dinosaur? No. No. (laughs) All right. So that's the end of the Mm post-Renaissance era. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, Consider supporting us over there. Thank you. Now we have the last era that we are in currently. Yes. And that is the revival era. Yeah. I'm really interested to see when they decide to end, when when the end of the revival era mm-hmm. will be. And I, it's going to be like a downward spiral, spiral for Disney, I think. Because like, like, revival means like renewal. Yeah. And these are good movies. I think we need to have a discussion up top about something you brought you talked about earlier that 
thinking about it, and this is the first time I've ever thought about it, these movies uh-huh. are heavily influenced by Pixar. Yes. These are not, like, none of these are classic Disney movies. The last classic Disney movie, I think, is Princess and the Frog. Like, post-Renaissance, I think, is the time where Disney's, like, classic Disney, heavily Pixar-influenced. You know, like, back and forth a little bit. Yeah. And now Revival, they're, like, all of these, heavily Pixar-influenced. Also, this is the longest we've went in modern history without a new Disney film. Like, Moana came out in 2016. The next original Disney animated film comes out in 2021. I just noticed the typo. Where? Oh, it's it's Mazna. Mazna. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the new movie Raya and the Land of the Dragons or something like that comes mm-hmm. out March of next year. Um, and it looks interesting. Allegedly. Allegedly. They might put it on Disney Plus. Who knows? They're putting the newest Soul, they're putting Soul the newest Pixar movie on Disney Plus for free on Christmas. So. Yeah, but like, they're, they're not putting up Black Widow. True, true. Uh, we'll see if Ray is going to be a revival movie or not. It's interesting to think about these as more Pixar than Disney movies. Yeah, well, I mean, some somewhere you're like, well, it's a, you know, it's a classic fairy tale. Yeah. Obviously Disney. Others who you're like, well, this is clearly like Pixar inspired. I think they'll lose. I think Disney loses something that makes them Disney when they don't hand draw their movies. Oh, uh, maybe. Well, I mean, may- maybe it's not hand drawn today, but when it's not two D drawn on like a computer animated like that. I don't know. I th- I I love some of these movies. I, I, think I do they're too. Great. So I think you're wrong, but there are ones where it's clearly Pixar inspired mm-hmm. heavily. And then there's the ones where it's like still, you know, the classic sort of get the fairy tale mm-hmm. going situation. So we're going to start with uh, Tangled, mm-hmm. 2010. Yep. I watched this movie first, not in theaters, but at a friend's house when we went to go do a school project and then we watched uh, Tangled. I like Tangled a lot. The characters are great. The horse and the chameleon. All my favorite parts of this movie. Yes. Uh, I think it's more Disney than Pixar because of the story. I guess it's a fairy tale. Yes. It's Rapunzel, right? I love the songs. Yes, it is Rapunzel. That is her name. Yeah. Her name is not Tangled. No. You sure? Frequently when when doing these movies, Alex will ask... So, so Tangled, mm-hmm. and he's talking about the... The princess, yeah. and he calls her Tangled, or something, or Brave, you know, instead of Merida. Yeah. I like the, the, the story is good. I, I like the villain, the the witch mother person. <laughs> so the characters... Mother Gothel. Yeah. The villain, the characters, the songs are pretty good. I think it's entertaining. It's the 14th out of 27 for me. I I think... Here's a reason why some of these feel a little Pixar-y, in my opinion, is Pixar does, like, the one-word titles, Mm. and you can see that starting to happen more. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got Bolt, but, like, you've got Tangled, Brave, I mean, that's Pixar, Mm. but uh, Frozen, Zootopia, Mm. Moana, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know. And the, the art style. The art style as well. They, they look closer to Pixel. I love Tangled. I love a lot of the songs. I love uh, Eugene, a.k.a. Flynn Rider. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's good, too. Um, And I, you know, 
being from a small town, never really going out much, you know, even at college, I, I didn't go out. Mm. Um, I, I, I feel for Rapunzel, you know? It's not like I was held captive in my home, but it's like, well, I, I guess I'll just read and watch TV and do a bunch of mm. random stuff. So, so next on the list is a Pixar film, but we included it because Meredith is a Disney princess. Merida. Merida. She's not Meredith. Merida. Merida. Is a Disney princess. Yes. That's why we included Brave. Yes. Brave, I thought was very predictable in where the story was going. Uh, I didn't like it too much. I think it's an average movie. It's 22nd out of 27 for me. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, when um, we do our Pixar movie rankings, it will probably be near the bottom. I like that they go to different, they're going to different places. You know, it's like, oh, we'll go to Scotland. Oh, we'll go to Norway with Frozen. Oh, we're going to go to the, like, the Pacific Islands for Moana. Just keep that up, you know? I, it looks like the, the, the new one coming out. In China. Is in China or... Somewhere, somewhere around, there. around there. Yeah. Asian in some way. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen, I don't think we've seen a trailer for I it. I think there is a trailer, but I haven't watched it. I haven't seen the trailer. What's wrong with me? The poster look, the dragon in the poster looks like one of those Chinese dragons that are in the street fair thing. Sure. Uh, I think, um, I'm not an expert, but that's what I get the vibe from. Okay. You already gave its rating, right? Yeah. Okay. Next, we have Wreck-It Ralph from 2012. I saw this one on a school trip. I like Wreck-It Ralph a lot. Uh, I don't think it's a great movie. Like, it's not one of those Oscar movies, you know. Uh, I think there's some dumb humor in it. Yes. Um, but it works for the movie. And I like the story a lot. I like all the video games, obviously. I feel like uh, The video those. game references are fantastic. I love Vanellope Von Schweetz. Yeah. And uh, I gave it an entertaining, and it's 11th out of 27 for me. Sure, sure. Next, we have Frozen from 2013. I think Frozen is a little overrated, honestly, with how much people seem to love it. I think it has uh, a lot of pop appeal, especially with Let It Go. And in Frozen 2, you can clearly see they tried to do that again uh, less successfully without, without other song in it. I feel like it has a good soundtrack and the story's kind of whatever. I think the soundtrack in Frozen 1 is better than the story and then the story in Frozen 2 is better than the soundtrack. Yes. But we can... lots, lots of people have that opinion. But I think I think Frozen's a average story with a great soundtrack and I do like the characters. Uh, I gave it entertaining and it's 13th out of 27. Alright. Next we have a movie you'd never seen before nope. and you really didn't want to watch this movie. No. Big Hero 6. Okay, I didn't want to watch it because I, th I thought it was going to be sad. Uh, it's not that sad. Uh, yeah. It's sad in the beginning. Yeah, compa compared to other Disney films, it's not that sad. I was crying. You know, it's me. It's a, it's based on a Marvel comic, which is interesting. Disney was like, well, get Marvel. All right, <laughs> and now, let's go. Yeah. Uh, I... Thought it was an excellent film. I gave it an excellent. Uh, I think there's some parts that are maybe drag on a little bit, or maybe are just a little more heavy story-wise. You know, yeah. like it's it's touching in a way that 
fox and the hound might be. You're like, I don't know if I want to sit through this like often. You know, oh, I'd watch it again. But I thought I think it's an excellent movie. Uh, it's very well made. But I gave I put it in tenth place out of twenty seven because it, it is a little heavy for me. I I love that they even put in the Stanley cameo. I love mm-hmm. that. It's such a good movie. I wish they would make a sequel. I know that there's the TV show, but I can't stand the art style. <laughs> it's a problem for me, I know. I I realize that they can't use the same uh, art or the, the same CGI yeah, and how great it looks yeah, it for like quality, a TV yeah. show. But, man. <laughs> it's, it's a joy. It's different. Yeah. All right, uh, next we have Zootopia from 2016. This one might be the one that people disagree with me the most about, I think, maybe. Zootopia is a great movie. It has one of the best stories in a Disney movie. It doesn't have songs. Like, it's not a musical. There is a song that um, Shakira's character, the Giselle, sings. Giselle, the Dr- Try Try Everything is what... The Giselle. Yeah, is, is the name of the song. But it's not a musical, really, you know? No. Uh, it has a great story. I didn't actually see the twist coming when I first saw it. Uh, it was captivating that much. It's not as predictable as like Brave is. I really like all the characters. Uh, it's my third favorite film out of all these 27. It's an excellent movie. I love Nick. Yeah. His favorite character. I don't think I would have put it as high, personally. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a great movie and I love it. But I don't think I would have put it as high, personally. Mm. Next, we have uh, Mazna. We have Moana from 2016. Moana, I think, is a fine movie. Um, this is where the hate comes. It, it's 15th out of 27, and I gave it an entertaining. I think Moana shows that Lin-Manuel Miranda can write one song. How dare you? <laughs> With, you can... He's a great songwriter, and I love like the entire Hamilton soundtrack, and all the songs he writes are entertaining, but you can clearly tell who wrote it when he writes it. I think Moana, had, it might be one of those movies where the story is supposed to be meaningful, and the humor is dumb. Kind of like my brother bear situation. The, chicken, the, chicken, is, the chicken is so entertaining. The chicken, Hey Hey is great. But he's, he's an idiot. Love the actor. Yeah, Juilliard trained actor plays Hey Hey the Chicken yes. in this movie, which is hilarious. He's like, I went to Juilliard Al- Al- Alan, Alan Tudyk, ain't it? Alan Tudyk. Great guy. He's the redhead in Knight's Tale. He's in Knight's Tale. He's in Firefly. Hmm. He's in a ton of stuff. Yeah, he's great. I think it's a good movie, and the song's all good. I was just joking about the Lemon Run Miranda. It doesn't hurt the movie. How dare you? But I, I do think maybe there's a an unevenness with like some of its humor in the story it's trying to tell and i don't know if i really like the rocks character oh what are you talking about i love i like the song i like the song he sings but i don't know if i i I like him as much as i like some other characters in some of these other movies Well, he's a trickster yeah he's he's kind of he's kind of like an anti-hero in some ways yeah i suppose because he 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 sold the heart of tafiti and he wants to be the guy that like is the big man. Maybe maybe it comes down to, and I'm going to get hate for this. I know I'm going to get hate for this. I don't see the appeal of The Rock as much as other people do. He's fine. 
but I don't I don't see the his appeal. You mean as an actor? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know why people are like man the rocks in this I gotta go see it. I don't know how. He's Listen, a, the rocks in everything. Yeah, I don't know how he's, he's in a, a human lot of movie movies. He, he's he's fine. I think he did a great job with this. It's so different from his other roles, in my opinion. He, either he plays like the stupid dumb guy, or like the big muscle dude action hero. I think I think what's his name in this movie? Maui. Maui. I think he's a st- stupid muscle dude. That's that's him in this movie. And I, I don't I don't really dig it. I don't know. I think it's great. I think it's middle of the road out of these forty. How dare you? But you know, at, it's hard because I love so many Disney movies. Mm. That's why I'm not. I can't rank them. I can't put a rank on these movies. I just go, why would you put it so low? But like, and I'm then you're sure like, oh, yep. That, if that I were to like list it out, which I never would, because I that's, I don't think I should. You can compare movies that way. I would like put ties and uh. like be like oh well this one's really good i can't do that especially like these are so different there's so many of these that are different and, and they all have their fantastic points what well, i'll take that back okay most of them okay. have fantastic okay. points and i've i've got nostalgia tied to a lot of these other ones i'm like man this is new but I love it, and I connect with so many of these characters. It's just really hard for me to put labels on it of, well, this one's number one, this one's number two. Well, speaking of labels, best of the revival era is going to have to go to Zootopia, while worst of the revival era has to go to Brave. You didn't write that on here. I know, I, I forgot to type a lot of stuff on this one document. Okay, and you misspelled Milan. Yeah. yeah. Well, now I'm going to break out the master list. We're going to start from the back. I'm going to read them. This is the official Alex from Nerds at Odds list of the Disney animated films from 46 to 1. And I'm just going to let him talk. Have fun. 46. Chicken Little. 45. Sword in the Stone. 44. Dumbo. 43. Alice in Wonderland. 42, Home on the Range. 41, Snow White. How dare you. 40, Jungle Book. 39, Bambi. How dare you. 38, Robin Hood. 37, Black Cauldron. 36, Dinosaur. 35, Peter Pan. 34, Pinocchio. 33, The Great Mouse Detective. 32, 101 Dalmatians. 31, Hunchback of Notre Dame. 30, Brother Bear. 29, The Rescuers. 28, Sleeping Beauty. 27, Brave. 26, Bolt. 25, Princess and the Frog. How dare you. 24, Lilo and Stitch. 23, Atlantis. How dare you. 22, Pocahontas. 21, Cinderella. 20, Fox and the Hound. 19, Aristocats. 18, Meet the Robinsons. 17, Moana. 16, Tangled. 15, Frozen. 14, Beauty and the Beast. How dare you? 13, Wreck-It Ralph. 12, Big Hero 6. 11, Hercules. 10, Treasure Planet. 9, Lady and the Tramp. 8, Emperor's New Groove. 7, The Little Mermaid. How dare you? 6, Oliver and Company. 
5, Milan, 4, Tarzan, 3, Zootopia, 2, Aladdin, and number 1, Disney animated film, The Lion King. Was that was that good for you? Well, you heard what I had to say. I think we can both agree that the worst movie is Chicken Little. It's either Chicken Little or Sword in the Stone. Both are bad. And we're both going to agree that Lion King, top, top five. It's good movie. Top five. Again, not ranking. Yeah. I guess we'll have to come back and update this list uh, if Raya comes out in March. Sure. Well, uh, maybe we'll we'll post your master list. On Patreon. On Patreon. And then we'll be like, oh, well, we'll put this in here. Oh, you know, yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, you know, I can't wait to do the, the sequels one with you. That'll be fun to, to sit you through all here's those. A qu- here's a question. Do you think Chicken Little's going to be the worst after we put the sequel movies in here as well? That's a hard one. That's a hard one? You haven't seen Atlantis 2. Mm. Oh. Mm. Listen, the animation's bad for a lot of the sequels. They can't usually get the voice actors mm. back. It's just a bad time. Yeah, so we, we'll do that eventually. I mean, we have a Pixar animated films we have to do. We got Pixar, live action Disney. Live action Disney. We got sequels. Yeah. We've got live action adaptations of uh, video, video game, game movies. movies. Yeah. So we have a lot planned. Uh, next week, though, we're going to do a According to BuzzFeed episode, a light episode between these two parters and the Christmas episode two-parter that's going to come out the following week after that. Yes. Where we're going to look up some interesting BuzzFeed quizzes and give them to each other. So that's going to be next week's episode. I already have some ideas. Yeah. I think well, maybe we should do like 10 each because sometimes the BuzzFeed quizzes are very short. Yeah, we'll see um, how many we can fit in. We'll go back and forth until we hit like an hour. And then yeah. we'll be like, okay, that's where we're going to stop this one. So that should be fun, and the Christmas episodes are definitely going to be worth listening to because we're going to go through the movies that's up on Patreon. You can see the list over there, our songs, what we like to eat, our favorite gifts. It's going to be a huge blowout for Christmas. It's going to be a two-parter. We updated the Christmas movies list. We've included The Family Man. And we took out Gremlins. Yeah, because Gremlins is, I mean, it happens around, it's like a... It's Die Hard. It's like Die Hard. It mm-hmm. happens around Christmas. Christmas doesn't really affect the movie that much. Yeah. So that's how, what we have coming out in the upcoming weeks. So now let's get on into Kita's Corner. What does Kita want us to know this week? Uh, Kita would like to remind everyone to spay and neuter your pets and to adopt from a pet shelter whenever possible. And I know since Christmas is coming up, people are going to... I've seen it on Facebook already. People going, I want a puppy for Christmas. I want to find a puppy for my kid. And then if you can't just get a puppy and then be like, here you go, and then not take care of it. So please, if you do get a dog or a cat or whatever it is, Please, please take care of it. Keep it inside, especially during the winter. It gets very cold where we are. Mm. Um, Gonna snow this weekend. Gonna snow this weekend. So take care of your pets. And uh, Kita wants more turkey immediately. Now into the interesting fact, which is one I read about while researching some of these films. And the interesting fact is that Merlin and sort of the stone is based off of Walt Disney, who the animators at Disney Studios felt had become too caught up in running the Disney quote-unquote empire and had failed to pay enough attention to the animation studio's needs. They felt like he had become very hands-off. So if you watch how Merlin acts in Sword in the Stone, that's how the animators thought Walt Disney was towards the company. I suppose. Awful and and then just like up and leaving. 
Yeah. For no good reason. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, Doesn't make it less of a bad film. We need to watch that Walt Disney, like, bio... Saving Mr. Banks? No. Mm. That's about uh, Mary Poppins. We also need to watch that. But there, I think it's called Walt. It's mm. just called Walt. And uh, it's about, like, the making, like, the startup of the Disney Corporation. And he was working for these other people, and he had made like, some iconic characters, and then they were like, yeah, th these are ours. You can't have these. So he had to redo, start from the ground up, and he actually came up with Mickey Mouse's, which is one of the most iconic uh, cartoon characters in the world. Is it weird that Disney has never made a theatrically released Mickey Mouse film? No, I think it's because it usually, it was like, they had the shorts mm. that were usually before movies, and then it just sort of became like a cartoon thing on tv and then once you do that it's kind of hard to do with make did, was the three musketeers that wasn't theatrically released no nah. i remember that one oh maybe it wasn't a disney animated movie like a disney animated studios probably didn't make it no i think i think there's a different animation mm. Well, it's just, it seems weird that the characters you know from Disney, like Donald Duck, Goofy, Mickey Mouse, have never had a theatrically released movie about them. You know? It seems like something Disney might want to get into. Perhaps. Maybe, I think it's too late. Maybe they could do an adaptation of the Kingdom's Heart storyline and put that out. It would be like five hours long and everyone would be confused, according to our friend Jamie. Yeah. So anything else you want to tell the listeners before we head on out for the day? Definitely rate the show. Yeah, rate the show if you listen to it. And if you're going to yell at us, please watch the movies first. Yeah. Again, as an adult, to, uh, to remind yourself. I, you know, we honestly thought with Robin Hood that it was going to be great because we remembered it so fondly. And then we watch it again and it's like, wow. Yeah. It's not. And please, you know, if you do like the show, you can just tweet at us, you yeah. know. Uh, let us know. Unless you think Chicken Little's a good movie. Don't want you, Kai. <laughs> I'm sure some people grew up with Chicken Little I had and the they go, it's I had the movie. Game Boy game for Chicken Little. They made some weird games. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, please just let us know if you're listening. Instagram, Twitter, on YouTube if you watch the videos. Yeah, on Patreon if you want to become a part of the community. Yeah. You can get over. You can get in the community for a dollar. We got a Discord. Yeah, Discord comes with uh, the Patreon membership. Mm -hmm. So check that out. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com/slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more. Consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.